as they say, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas is a uh, just a tremendous opportunity in the church, in the Christian faith, to get excited and to enter into a deep time of worshiping Christ our Lord. It's the time of year when we acknowledge uh, that He came, became man, that God became man and dwelt among us. And I want to welcome you to our Hanging of the Greens service here at New Covenant Fellowship. And it is our, this is a fifth year in a row um, that we have celebrated the birth of Christ with our Hanging of the Greens service in this way. And it's something different, and we really enjoy it. And it is a, in, in essence, it's a worship tool. It's another way to worship the Lord where you have a lot of participation from the body of Christ. And this is something that the church has done for generations. So today we want to join in the rich history of our Christian faith. So this particular occasion involves the community of believers joyfully decorating the sanctuary as we sing praises to God. And in doing so, we strengthen our hearts as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. It is through Christ that we have fellowship with our Heavenly Father, and we invite everybody this morning to joyfully worship and celebrate the birth of Christ our Savior. With that said, let us enter into worship with sincerity of heart that we may leave knowing that the presence of God has been among us this morning. Please stand. The lyrics of the songs should be in the, um, the little booklet that was either handed out to you or was sitting in the back. I'm not sure if there's any extra, but if we're short, just uh, share with your neighbor. The book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The Spirit of counsel and of power. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of of the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 through 7, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. The poinsettia. The poinsettia originally comes from Mexico, and it is the most popular uh, floral display of the Christmas season, obviously due to its red and green foliage. In North America, it is known as the Christmas flower. The star-like leaf pattern was said to resemble the Star of Bethlehem. The Christmas star. 
The red color is to symbolize the blood of Jesus Christ and his crucifixion on the cross. Uh, Please remain seated as we sing and bring the poinsettias forward. Amen. Luke chapter 2, the first seven verses. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, and all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them In the end, the nativity. The word nativity is taken from the Latin nativus, which means arisen by birth. St. Francis of Assisi created the very first nativity scene in the year 1223 in an effort to promote the true meaning of Christmas and worship of Jesus Christ. The most important thing about a nativity is its message to the world. Because our sin requires a perfect sacrifice before a holy and just God. Our Heavenly Father sent His own Son to earth as a man that He could become that sacrifice. The child who was born to Mary and laid in a manger would one day grow up to die on a cross and rise again so each and every person who believes in Him may receive forgiveness for sin and eternity in heaven. Again, please remain seated as we continue to sing. I wish you could have seen what happened right up here when the kids were coming. All kinds of crazy, funny, wonderful things. Uh, At this time, please stand for the responsive reading, if you're able. Concerning the wreath. Evergreens. The ancient symbol of God's eternity and everlasting love for us, even after his death. The wreath, round, with no beginning or end, symbolizes the victory and glory of the fulfillment of Scripture in the coming of Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit. The holly is a symbol of the crown of thorns to be worn by Christ. 
with its red berries representing his drops of blood. We praise God in three. Praise be to God. Please be seated. As we sing the first Noel. Amen. Luke in the second chapter, verses 8 through 14. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were very afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. John chapter 8 verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And Matthew 5:16 In the same way let your light shine before all men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And Mark 16:15 And he said to them, "Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation." Now, please remain seated as we continue to sing and worship, beginning with Go Tell It on the Mountain. Amen. You may be seated after that workout. Now the evergreens and candles are in place. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And all God's people said, Amen. The Advent candle. The Advent wreath is a Christian tradition that symbolizes the passage of the four weeks of Advent in the Western Church where we anticipate the coming of the newborn king. So each week we will light a candle and have a testimony from somebody in our church family in our eagerness to celebrate the birth of the Christ child. And here to introduce this year's Advent theme, and someone who has introduced the Advent theme as long back as I can remember, is Miss Pat Ray. I love the hanging of the grains. 
because it's the perfect example of what happens when the body of Christ works together in unity for one purpose, to bring God glory. And uh, this is a little redundant. I didn't coordinate with the pastor, so bear with me. Uh, Advent is the four weeks period before Christmas. It is the celebration of the birth of Jesus, the new life that we have in Jesus, and the anticipation of the return of Jesus. There are beautiful uh, traditions behind Advent. It is the tradition at New Covenant Fellowship to celebrate with the Advent wreath. The wreath is made of a circle of evergreen branches laid flat to symbolize eternal life. Four candles stand in the circle. The purple is the traditional color of Lent and symbolizes a time of repentance and fasting. Boy, if we only fasted at Christmas. <laughs> purple is also a color for royalty, symbolizing Christ's resurrection and sovereignty. Pink is a lessening of repentance and the beginning of a time of celebration. Each candle represents one of the four Sundays of Advent. The white candle is the Christ candle. It will be lit at the end of the service on December the 19th. This year's Advent theme is a gift of grace. Beginning today, for the next four Sundays leading up to Christmas, someone from this congregation will open up their hearts and share what grace means to them. Grace is God's unmerited favor. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. Oswald Chambers said, Forgiveness is the divine miracle of grace. It cost God the cross of Jesus before he could forgive the sin and remain a holy God. Max Locato says, Grace is the voice that calls us to change and then gives us the power to pull it off. Jerry Bridges, Our worst days are never so bad that you are beyond the reach of God's grace, and your best days are never so good that you're beyond the need of God's grace. And Billy Graham, We can be certain that God will give us the strength and resources we need to live through any situation in life that he ordains. The will of God will never take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. So whatever your needs or worries or concerns, God's grace will sustain you. Two weeks ago, John Hutchinson, a missionary, spoke here, and he said, we as a people no longer stand in awe of God's grace. I don't know about you all, but that stabbed my heart. And I cannot forget it. So my prayer for us all during this Advent season is a Janet Lurzer scripture. I pray that uh, it's in Ephesians 17. The Apostle Paul prayed this for us. I pray that you will be rooted and established in love and will have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge 
that we may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. May you find time to slow down this Christmas. Say no to the things that distract you. Take time and reflect on God's grace, his unmerited favor that saved a wretch like us. Hello. Hello. <sighs> Told myself I wasn't going to cry. <sighs> Got it. The theme, as Miss Pat said, was a gift of grace. And for those of you who don't know, my middle name is Grace. Um, I love that name. Um, Growing up, I didn't think about it a lot. um, But God, in my childhood from being born till now, has really just, like, flushed me with it. Um, It's something that I've never really been thankful for. Because I've never thought about it. But anyways, um, when I first learned that the theme was a gift of grace, I was slightly surprised, but I really shouldn't have been because of how great and awesome our God is. Um, this last year, year and a half about, um, I, I kind of started grasping what grace means. And you're thinking, how does she not know what grace is? But um, grace and mercy... I, I, I tend to get them confused sometimes, and there is quite a difference. Mercy is giving compassion to someone you have the power to punish, or in other words, not giving someone something that they deserve. Grace, on the other hand, is the unmerited favor of God, or in other words, something undeserved given to us. If you think about it, one can't really work out with One can't really work without the other, which is probably why I confuse them. Um, The name of my candle is Redeemer. And I was looking at my choices and praying about it. There was a few. Joy was one of them. And my go-to is joy. I'm just a joyful person. I I love joy. Um, But I hesitated. And I I was like, what? Why did I hesitate? (laughs) But um, I listened and I prayed. And I was, like, kind of feeling pulled towards Redeemer. And um, so I chose Redeemer. And redemption is something that I manage to fit in my daily thoughts. Not necessarily the word itself or what it means, just something redeemed. And um, it's like I think about a life that I've seen redeemed or somebody's story, and I'm like, that's God. Um, so anyways, uh, the act of redemption is to pay off, to recover, or to fulfill. And as I was thinking about that, um, I was like, my life has been redeemed. Um, it, it makes me stop and think about... Um, the awesomeness and the greatness of God, like how big he is. And um, there's no words to describe (laughs) 
how I think about it. Um, anyways, so a few synonyms for redemption are liberate, rescue, to free, or to save. And I don't know about you, but I relate with all of this, whether it's physically, mentally, or spiritually. Um, when I was born, and I, I just kind of I went through my life and picked out how God redeemed my life. And um, just kind of like factual things. Um, when I was born, I was half raised by a few people. I would say those people loved me, some for different reasons, but loved me nonetheless. Therefore, I was mercifully kept from physical or mental abuse. Um, a little, maybe three or four, two two to three maybe, um, I was taken to an orphanage and I was freed from a potential life of growing up in the lifestyle of my biological mom, which consisted of sleeping around and, and taking any kind of attention or substance to appease whatever inclination she has at the moment. And then my brother and I were never separated this whole time. My brother Gabriel. Um, um, We were never separated, and um, then we were taken to the Warren household. Um, they were pretty cool. <laughs> um, there, we were rescued from a life of loneliness in an orphanage, and I can't read. <laughs> yes, we were in a place full of kids, which it probably sounds like an all right place for um, a couple of kids without a family, but to be honest, Having experienced that, I hated it. Um, every night, uh, we were, they had like girls in a boys' room. And I had, that was where I kind of like got really bad separation anxiety. Um, because Gabriel and I had never been separated, we had to sleep in separate rooms. And every night, I couldn't sleep or I wouldn't sleep if I couldn't see Gabriel in his bed asleep. Um, so many, one of the workers would take me to the little, like the doorway of the boys' room so I could stand there and watch him either fall asleep or just see him sleeping. I couldn't sleep or I wouldn't sleep if that didn't happen. And that was, I never realized it before, but that was just a burden. As I was three years old, and I couldn't sleep without knowing that my brother was safe. Just in case you Thanks. So we were taken to the Warrens' house. And um, with the Warrens, as a four-year-old, I somehow knew that we were okay and we were safe. And I learned how to be a kid. Uh, I was raised as a Warren, and I was raised as a family member. I was the fifth kid, um, but not the final. Two more. I was bumped to seventh, uh, but I wasn't any less loved or cared for or nurtured. 
I was taught who Jesus was, but more importantly, I was shown and received the same love that Jesus would give. I was then saved from death by grace through faith. Fulfilling so many promises in a short amount of time and filling so many holes I didn't even know were there. Even now, that is still happening. I'm always battling in my mind because I can show you. Oh, goodness. Sorry. I can show all of you what you want to see, and I can play just about any part, but the most important thing is where our hearts and our minds are, and if they align with what God says. And that is definitely my biggest struggle, believing who I am and knowing what I'm not. I'm so very thankful to have been redeemed to this life here on this earth at this time, even though I don't always want to be in it or participate in life's activities. On the days I don't believe it, I'm a child of God. On the nights I won't receive truth or comfort, I am drawn closer to his light. In the moments of sadness or simply just life, we are all his most precious treasures, redeemed to testify and glorify his pure and majestic name. We are no longer slaves, but redeemed once again to live as one with him.